You know, before Jesus came into your life, you were dead. You were trapped in sin with no way out. But God, he intervened with the gift of his only son so that you could be miraculously changed. You are released and you have been set free from the death sentence that had been pronounced over your life. God displayed his mercy and his great love for you when he came to your rescue. Welcome to a jolt of joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. This is Carol McLeod, and I am sure that we could never find greater news than we find in the Bible. You know, before Jesus Christ, our lives were not a pretty picture. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says that we were dead. We were dead, dead. We were entrapped in sin and in transgression, and we couldn't get out of it. We were walking aimlessly in sin and transgression. There was no hope for us when it comes to human thinking or to fleshly answers. We lived in the lusts of our flesh. We indulged the desires of the flesh and the mind, and we were identified as children of wrath, as children of anger. Our very father, our emotional DNA was anger. What happened to us? How could we ever be released from this way of living? I'm so glad you asked that question because Ephesians 2 verse 4 gives us the answer. We're about to read two of the most glorious words ever written in Scripture into your human pain, into your bondage, into your hopelessness, and into your sin. Ephesians 2 4. But God, being rich in mercy, because his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. Into your sin addictions came God. Into your anger came love himself. But God intervened in your life and changed you. He miraculously changed you from the inside out. You know, I love words. I am a wordsmith at heart. I love to read words. I love the spoken word. I love new words. And one of my favorite sites on my computer is dictionary.com. I go there all the time. I click on thesaurus and I come up with new words to replace the old words that have become a habitual part of my vocabulary. And you know what else I love to do? I love to make up words. Do you do that? I used to love it when my children were little and they would make up brand new words. One of the words that we have used in my family for generations, my grandmother used to say it was a titch. Do you know that word? Titch. T-I-T-C-H. I've said it my entire life. A titch of this and a titch of that. Grandma, how much vanilla do we need to put in the Christmas cookie mixture? Oh, just a titch. One of my children couldn't say the word butterflies, and so she called them flutterbys. Isn't that a beautiful word? I've always loved that word, flutterby. Well, Paul, the great theologian and the esteemed academician, 
Well, he loved making up new words too. And in the next verses that we're going to read, Paul was making up words. He can't come up with any Greek word that fully describes how we are changed by Jesus Christ. Paul felt that there was no word in the Greek dictionary that could begin to illustrate the radical change that had taken place in our lives. Nothing like this had ever been known in the history of the world, and nothing like it has ever happened since. So Paul invented words in the Greek to describe how Jesus Christ has changed you and has changed me. Let me read it to you in the English, and then we're going to talk about the Greek words that Paul used. I'll start with Ephesians 2.4 once again. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Paul, the great Paul, made up three new words because there was no Greek word that could describe what Christ had done for us. The first word that Paul made up was the word sizopoeo, and it means to make alive and together with. The second Greek word that Paul made up was synagiero, and it means to raise up together with. And finally, The third Greek word that Paul made up was the Greek word synkathizo, and it means to sit down together with. Let's begin by studying sizopoeo, which is found in verse 5. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. You used to be dead meat, my friend. You used to be dead, dead, but now you are alive and well. You didn't have a pulse, and now you are literally jumping for joy. Things like this don't just happen, my friend. When was the last time that you saw somebody raised from the dead? Now, if something is alive, it can die, but how is something that is dead brought back to life? Well, that's called a miracle. You know, a dead person is unconscious. A dead person is inactive and decaying. And that's who we used to be. We used to be unconscious and unaware of God and of his love and his mercy. We used to be decaying morally and emotionally. Things were just getting worse and worse. We embraced bad habits and bad attitudes and bad thoughts. But now, We have been sizopoeoed. We're alive. We're aware and we are active and we are getting better and better every day. What we have is a new disposition. We have new hope. We have a new way of thinking. We have new power. We have a new bent. We are literally turned in a different direction. You know, before Christ, when something happened to rock our world, we turned toward worry and anger and frustration and unforgiveness. But now because of Christ, we have a new habit. We turn, we have a new bent, we turn toward love and trust and kindness. This is what makes a man or a woman a Christian. We respond differently. We react differently, not because of us, but because 
We have been sizopoeoed. Isn't that good news for you? And it's especially good news for the world in which you live. Well, the second Greek word that this great learned man by the name of Paul came up with is the Greek word synagiero, and it means raise up. Paul's saying, you have been raised up together with Christ. Now, there is a phrase, raise up, that's sometimes used of the resurrection, but not in this case. This Greek word, synagiero, is the same term that was used of the ascension. You were not raised up to continue to live a human life. You were raised up to live a heavenly life while still sucking in the oxygen of planet Earth. We've been given a new environment to respond to. We've been given new air to breathe. We've been given new sights to see. We are lifted up to an entirely new thought realm, an entirely new way of seeing life. We no longer think like human beings. We no longer feel with human emotions. We think like Christ. We respond with fruit and not with feelings. Now, all of our decisions are made with eternity in mind. We don't think things like, well, how do I tell her how I feel? No. Now we think, how can I express God's love to this person? We no longer think, well, how can I get my own way? No. Now we think, how can I introduce God's love into this situation? We don't smell things the same way. We don't see things the same way. We don't feel things the same way. And because of that, we respond differently. Our life is no longer about self. Oh, I'm so sad. I got my feelings hurt. I never get my way. He's so mean to me. No, it's it's not that. Now we think, what can I do to bring the presence of Christ into this situation? My friend, you have been sinagieroed because of Jesus Christ. And the third word that Paul made up is the Greek word synkathizo, and it means seated right beside Jesus Christ. You have been given the very best seat in the house as you travel through life. You have the perspective of Christ. You have his point of view, and you'll see everything he sees. It's called a seat of revelation. You know, this past summer, I flew to India on a missions trip, and every seat in front of it had a little TV that was on the back of the seat in front of you. You could flip channels to watch sports or cartoons or news or soap operas or movies. It was endless. Let me tell you, it was endless. There were all sorts of programs in different languages, channels from literally around the world. But my favorite channel was the one that tracked where you were going. It showed how fast you were going, what your altitude was with a little airplane that moved across the map of the world. I knew when I was over Newfoundland. I knew when I was over the North Atlantic and over London and over Egypt. And I prayed for every people group for every nation that I was over. Now, that's what being synchathizod does for you. You have heaven's perspective on earth's happenings. My friend, you have been sizopoeod. You've been raised from the dead. You've been synagiaroed. You have been ascended with Jesus Christ, and you have been synchathizod. You have a new perspective. You have a seat of revelation 
and it is the best seat in the house. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.